Mic check one, two, one, two. Is mine I'm just on? a fucking mess. <laughs> I'm shrunk. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like red. It's a lot. I'm just like, oh my god. Okay. Testing. Testing. Hey, baddies. Welcome back to the Bad Influencers Podcast. I'm Tracy. I'm Shireen. And we're your new favorite hosts of your new favorite podcast. All right. So much to get through, so let's just get right to it. Let's get started. Uh, we are still in the breakup season. Do you think it's because it's the summertime? I don't know, because last summer I didn't feel like it was this many, like, like I've always, almost become desensitized to a breakup e-news official post. Yeah, it's like, oh, who's next Versus type of thing. Like, yeah, versus at the beginning, we're like, oh my god, sending it to each other, and now we're like, yeah, when I see her, I'll tell her I saw it. Yeah. <laughs> It's not urgent anymore. It's not. I used to drop everything. Or it's one of those things like, I saw it coming. Like, I don't even care. But this season is like people we didn't even see it coming. Myself included. <laughs> Are you a celebrity? I'm just saying, I didn't see my own coming either. <laughs> so it's kind of like, what is happening? I just want to know. I think people are just starting to realize their worth and what um they need i think that's it okay here's a here's kind of something i'm throwing out there okay. do you think it's because after the pandemic everybody got on the therapist train and so therapy's yeah. kind of like open up everyone's eyes yeah i think it's therapy and um we've kind of discussed it it's talked about a lot more now like yeah. on social media about like red flags like there's different, there's the narcissist, terms. there's the terms are coming out. Yeah. So people are more familiar with certain things. Yeah. And people can like really apply what they're learning to their situations. Exactly. And it, there's a word for it now versus before it was like, I don't know how to describe how this makes me feel. Yeah. I just know it makes me feel something. Exactly. So it's talked about more. So I think that's what's happening. Yeah. And that's why there's an uptick in breakups divorces i mean just this week we have kiki palmer mm -hmm. and they just had a baby yeah but didn't there was a video that surfaced of him like talking about her outfit or something yeah like that. and they say after that yeah they broke up she's probably just not gonna put up with him no she doesn't need to Caitlin Bristow. Oh, Bristow. Bristow. Caitlin Bristow and Jason i don't really know them um so she was the bachelorette mm -hmm. and then the guy she ended up engaged with, they didn't work out. And then um, Jason was also part of The Bachelorette, but for a different season. Mm. Um, and he did her podcast, like, right after her breakup, actually, with Sean. Um, and they clicked. Like, mm. they're both great individual people. And they've been engaged. They've been together for, I think, five years and engaged for a couple of years. Um, but there has been rumors, like, yeah. circling around the internet about them because everyone's like when are you getting married like are you planning your wedding yeah i think there's just a lot of things and then she was seen without her engagement ring yeah um and they finally like announced it which is kind of sad um, i did see a tmc thing where she was like the door's not closed yeah you just need like time i just think so she did a podcast her own podcast um and she's like we just didn't make our each other a priority in the relationship mm -hmm. and this is what happens when you don't do that you know so 
definitely. But, yeah, it's kind of a sad one. <sighs> Another one I didn't see coming was Britney Spears. Oh, I saw that one coming. You did? Are you kidding like now, me? though? Are, In this season? They've literally been <laughs> a thousand percent. Okay. Just look. You just have to look at them as two mm. individuals, right? He's... A, he seemed like he was like mentally like, put together. She's off. She's a little off. I'm worried about her. And yeah. I feel like he took advantage of the situation. Hence, there's that other rumor that's out that he's requesting more money than what's on the prenup. Or he's a, going to expose her in whatever way. Mm-hmm. Like contest the prenup. And then, and if they don't, he's going to expose her. That's really sad. Because he's like, this is your wife and husband or partner. Like, it doesn't matter. Like, there's shady people in the world. What's in this, like, intimate relationship should stay there. Like, you fully become vulnerable and you trust someone. And she was probably, like, herself with him. Well, we obviously we don't know. But in this industry, marriage doesn't mean much. That's so sad. But I saw this one coming, like, before they even got married. Yeah. I didn't see. No, I didn't. <laughs> I'm working on you that, open your eyes up a little bit. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, okay. I just knew. It, and like I kind of said, I feel like Louie's going to do the same thing to, to Teresa. But when that, when oh, that, God, not the when that E-News article comes out, we'll talk about it then. <laughs> you can't send it to me. You need to, like. Sit me down and tell You're me. probably going to send it to me first. You wake up before me. <laughs> yeah, I do wake up before you. I think oh. I wake up before, like, 90% of Orange County. But, yeah. That's fun. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, it is breakup season. We'll see who next week holds. I mean, literally, it's the, they come in bunches now. It's a it's week a bunch. minimum of four a week. Yeah. So, guys, now is your time to sign up for Raya because it does have, like, a waiting list. I was like, hey, I'm going to do it. Yeah. Because I'm not ready to date now, but once I'm accepted, it'll be two years <laughs> from now, according to the yeah all this stuff. I've been on a wait list for, I checked it. It's been a year. Yeah, and when Shereen told me she's been on a wait list, I was like, you've been on a wait list? I need to get on this. Everyone's on five a, years yeah. for me. No, everyone's on a wait list. It's like... <laughs> Unless you have a blue check mark next to your name, you're waiting. Yeah. Which is fine. I heard it's like just like the other ones, but you have access to more influencers and like celebrities and yeah, stuff. Yeah, I'm, I'm not interested in that, but I thought, why not? Why not? Why not? Take a crazy chance like me. <laughs> Going on a date. <laughs> well, yeah, let's talk about that. For a minute, I almost forgot. Oh. Um, okay, guys, I went on a date last week. Yeah, as promised. And this wasn't one that Tracy set up, and that's probably the first mistake I did. Um, He was a nice gentleman. He was a nice guy. Um, We just didn't. RFP was, man. <laughs> we just didn't click. Um, we just see life in a different way. And I think and that's okay. Yeah. I mean, the the moral of the story is I went out and I went on a date. I know. I'm so proud of you. In which that. I would have never actually done because I was already getting feelings. I was like, I don't think this is gonna even going to work. So what's yeah. the point? But I was like, you know what? No. Trine, get your ass up. Go get dressed. Go get a free dinner. 
which we shared. Uh, <laughs> just kidding. I know. I said since you guys shared an appetizer, you basically kissed. She kept telling everyone that, <laughs> even my bosses, and it was mortifying. Well, I uh, think I, for I'm just gonna say I'm so proud of you for going. Thank you. Knowing you, I know that's really hard. And this guy was so lucky because you say no to a lot of people. So that's why I was like, what? This is so cool. And I just kept that streak going. <laughs> um, but it he was nice. Yeah, he was a very nice guy yeah. from what it from what you told me. Yeah, we're just like two on two separate like wavelengths, I yeah, think. Definitely. That's I okay. mean, and I didn't ghost him. I let him down nicely. Yeah. A very mature text. Putting that out into the universe. Yeah. Let's get these mature text messages, no ghosting. No. You know, have have a conversation of like, hey, I think you're cool, but not romantically cool. Yeah. And ghosting obviously is like, it's easy, but then it's also like you feel bad. And I don't want to feel that guilt because like, obviously I've ghosted before. I've been ghosted. So it's like, a, yeah, and it's a shitty feeling because if you're not in a good headspace, you start to blame yourself and think you're the issue. Ooh. But in reality, it's the other person. So when I ghosted people, it was my issue. Mm. Like, I wasn't Steep. like, yeah. Yeah. So now that I've, like, come to that realization, I don't want to do that to people. I'm so proud of you. That is a- I'm an adult now. Yeah. I've grown up. Uh, yeah. I mean, you're taking It's ownership. like I'm 31 or something. <laughs> How old are you? 31. <laughs> ghosting is just like going in my I know one of them is like they don't show up at all that's more like getting um stood up okay so if like you go I'm to a date notes. I'm taking notes for everyone so if you go sure so if you want to date and they don't show up you got stood up that's like more that's worse than getting ghosted in my eyes I mean okay. that's very disrespectful and a waste of someone's time but ghosting someone you just stop responding to them yeah um and it can go both ways, where you both just stop talking. Okay. It's like a mutual thing. It's an unspoken ghost. When someone's, like, constantly texting you and you're not responding and yeah. you just kind of go radio silent, you're ghosting. Okay. All right. So, when the time comes up when you're ready to date, <laughs> um, hopefully I'm married by then, but <laughs> perfect. Um, we will have, we'll go through this together. Yeah, that's perfect. I'm learning so much already. Yeah. Send a nice text. Put it out. Unless they're crazy, then you don't owe them anything. (laughs) Oh, also, I don't know if this is a hot take, but if you haven't met the person and you ghost them. Not really ghosting. You don't really owe them anything. Yeah. You never met them. You know? That makes sense. I mean, that totally makes sense. Yeah. Gosh, this digital world. It's so tiring. God, yeah, so I'm trying to set up more dates. Yeah. We'll I like see. that. Yeah. I think that's super exciting. We'll see. Well, Come I'm very proud of you. Take a crazy <laughs> I'll stop singing and ruining your eyes' eardrums. Um, um, but we have tons of shows to recap this week. Mm-hmm. Actually, just one, two... Well, starting with Brony, (laughs) we do want to get into, um, you know, the big topic, this 
actually as of yesterday. As of yesterday and today. Bethany and Rachel doing a podcast episode yeah. on Bethany's podcast. And there's so much to say. So why don't we quickly recap our shows that we've been watching and mm-hmm. studying for you guys. Very um, closely studying. Very closely studying. Um, so then we can discuss this craziness that has happened when yeah. I just when I thought it ended and Tracy and I I think we have different thoughts on this so it's gonna be we interesting we typically do yeah and typically I have the wrong thoughts <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll discuss it later so okay. let's let's get to the show recap let's start with Brony okay um we are gonna recap two episodes yeah so yeah so let's get started with Friendsgiving Friendsgiving I thought it was so sad. So when I first started watching Roni, I was like, I'm not a fan of Brynn. If you guys listen to like other episodes yeah. that we did. Um, we this were... one made me feel a different way. Obviously, like Brynn's giving, she opened up about her childhood. Yeah. Um, where she came from and, you know, just like. Pretty much her grandma or grandparents raised her. Um, it was just really sad. It really was. Um, you know, just like how she got ended up with her grandparents, yeah. you know, being abandoned. And, you know, you think of a baby and it's like, you don't want that to happen to anybody. So I don't, it was really sad. It kind of gives you a glimpse to why she's the way she is. A thousand percent. Yeah. I'm not saying that ever makes it the right way to be or you know she should be like that or shouldn't but it just makes you better understand some of her actions Mm -hmm. and um her like 19 engagements too i think she's getting been engaged like four times but yeah i think like they're like 19 i don't remember (laughs) that part no it definitely it it made sense to me yeah and it made me have sympathy for her which made me like her yeah Really I don't know I if cried. it made me like her, but it made me definitely be like, okay, I understand where she's coming from. I feel bad for her. Um, but I don't know. I think where there's still more to see from her. Mm, oh, yeah. I, right. Like I said, there's it's it, it makes you see into her actions and the reasons behind it. But I feel like it is also like when you're that much, I feel like older, you should also not justify your actions with the story right you should never you can't blame your childhood on certain actions you have Mm -hmm. because you either use the use your upbringing or whatever it may be to be better and like or you can't say i'm gonna behave this way because this happened yeah and i'm not saying she's saying that but her behaviors are showing otherwise totally um, the other thing, too, is uh, Aaron and Jessel, they had, like, weird vibes at the dinner Dude, table. that was so awkward. And I still don't understand why Jessel is so hung up on the Hamptons. Like she, She's still know. talking about the fact that, like, she was cold and, like, they made her feel bad about, like, how she behaved at the Hamptons, about the nightgown, the being cold, the being hungry, like, all these different things. And it's like... Uh, yeah, that's Aaron's house. And I mean, again, like if you feed me caviar and Pringles, I'm not going to be like, okay, but where's my Jimmy John's? I'll be like, thank you so much. Like just 
be quiet and be thankful. Yeah, and, and um, apparently it was around the time of Thanksgiving, so you should probably be really thankful at that time. <laughs> like, geez. Yeah, and so she just won't give it up. And they went to like this sit down lunch, or not lunch, but coffee date. How? And oh. it was like they were speaking two different languages, like completely. Well, the first thing is she said that what city were they or what area were they in? Tribeca. That it was up and coming. Tribeca is not up and coming. It's like one of the most expensive areas, right? Where like celebrities live. Everyone who lives, it's like, I mean, yeah, it's one of the most expensive areas. It's kind of, you know, where a lot of newer, not like Manhattan stuffy vibes, you know, but like, it's like not Soho College vibes, but it's, it's like. Where I feel like the 30s, yeah, and, like, people who are very successful, still young, like, still, like, a little bit of that, you know, family life, but having that cool edge to them, and, like, literally everyone that's really wealthy lives there, and... That was just a shady-ass comment. And there's no way, like, she doesn't know that was a shady comment. Like, I don't care. I know she's from London, but, honey, like, and you live in New York, like you know realtor. the city. It's like, it's like us going to London and talking to her and being like, and she lives in Chelsea, and we're like, oh, yeah, I heard Chelsea's up and coming. Yeah, she's going to be, like, defensive. Yeah. No, absolutely. That was just, like, ridiculous to me. And their conversation was actually a shit show. Yeah. Um, and... Jessel was just constantly defensive. I think the her husband said it best. She has a tone that is very bitchy and it rubs people the wrong way. And then she thinks it's the other person's problem that they took it that way. She doesn't take accountability for her own actions. Totally. And that's a her issue. I just can't, honestly, I can't stand her. Yeah, so far, not the best. I mean, she's definitely set in her ways even the whole work comment yeah i was like she just asked, she's like oh i didn't know you went back to work yeah that's she took not... so that wasn't anything to be defensive about she was like you just didn't tell me you went back i think if aaron would have been like oh you're working now like that's that different. tone of voice correct but like if you tell me hey i'm going on maternity leave and then all of a sudden you start working i'd be like oh you went back to work like yeah. it wouldn't be anything where I'm attacking you. It's just like I'd be curious, like, oh, when did that happen? Or I don't know. Women that are insecure is very sensitive. Yeah, she's super sensitive though. I mean, everything is a hot button. It's like you you're walking on these. I think who someone said it. They're walking on eggshells around her. It's crazy, and I really think I wonder how she would be if the whole her and her husband not having sex for a year and a half hadn't come up. I don't know. Because I feel like she's just, ever since that conversation, even though she brought it up, it wasn't like they pulled it out of her. Yeah. Like, she's just so sensitive. Very triggered by everything. Very triggered. And she really needs to dig deeper into herself. (laughs) I know. And go to therapy. Therapy's the answer for everything. Totally. Um, oh, then she had that event, right? The, yeah, and then she hosted um, the event. Erin showed up, which was very kind. Very kind. Even though her child was sick. Yeah, with a fever. Yeah. And um, then, Jenna didn't show up, though. At her event. 
<laughs> a Christmas event. She had an event to attend to. And it turns out it was just decorating the tree with her kids. Yeah. But I understand that because she said she doesn't see her kid very often. So it's like a big deal for her. Yeah. I do and I don't. Well, and then who said it was an event? I don't remember her ever saying it was an event. I don't, I, uh, was it Sai that said? Sai said it. Like, yeah. I take that with a grain of salt. Yeah. And then Erin said, oh no, she's doing some Christmas decorations or something. Yeah. Like so that. I think Sai really pushed that narrative <laughs> and it wasn't actually true. I did think it was funny what Prince said though. She's like, I took a shift this morning. So did I go to a gala? <laughs> <laughs> I was like, wow, Brynn has been funny. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I think we're starting to see a little bit of the dynamics, you mm-hmm. know. I hope they don't go on to sides. Um, but I'm still curious on why Sai goes so hard on Aaron. I can't wait to see more of that. I know. Because it comes out of nowhere. The thing is, they're still getting to know each other as yeah. a friend group, so... I feel like the reunion, Aaron has to come after Sai because every single episode so far, and I think there's only been three, but yeah. every episode, Sai's commentaries are all about Aaron. And she's going to see that, so it's going to be a fun one. Mm-hmm. She already posted like a Pringles and caviar thing, so. Oh, the shirts. But, okay, something else that I thought was really important for us to discuss is the low deck. Down Under. Mm, oh, Trey yeah. You got me back into it. I did. Great timing. Perfect for me to timing. binge it, actually. Perfect timing. <laughs> it literally was the it best It sucked you in at that time. Yeah. Yeah. And one of the greatest things on, on reality TV happened that I feel like is going to be really important to Bravo mm-hmm. going forward. I feel like this is the key example, but um, feel free to share. Um, so there was... It's in four episodes. They do two episodes a night. Mm-hmm. But last week was an extremely, like, important episode, I want to say. Um, the crew had a night out. Mm-hmm. And everyone was, like, drinking and having fun and belligerent. Um, and one of the crew members – why am I blanking on her name? Um, the blonde hair. Oh, um, let me look it up. Um, we'll get back to her name, but she was extremely belligerent. And Aisha, who was the chief stew, noticed that she was like almost incoherent and then saw that the bosun, Luke, was looking at her kind of funny. And she was like, I'm just going to make sure she's okay. Nothing happens to her. So she put her to bed. Fast forward, you know, a couple different scenes. The electricity goes out on the boat. Is it Margot? Margot, yes. Mm-hmm. Yes. Um, the electricity goes out on the boat, and Luke goes into Margot's room, gets naked as she's passed out, and lays next to her. Mm. The producers step in. Good. And they try to get him out, mm-hmm. and he closes the door on them, and they're like, no, we're not having this. Like, you need, she's out. Like, you need to get out of here. They eventually get him out of there and he goes to bed. Um, at this time, Aisha sees what's going on. She's 
panicked as I think anybody would be panicked, but she kind of, she felt that sense that that was going to happen or something was going to happen, which she is kind did. of crazy. She's very hyper aware of that. Yeah. Um, then she went to Captain Jason, told him what happened. He's like, first thing, is Margot okay? Yeah. They got Luke off the boat, thankfully. Um, and then they got him off the boat. Next morning, Captain Jason has a sit down with everybody. He's like, hey, we're firing Luke. Like, this is ex- not acceptable mm-hmm. at all. Um, there's a boundary cross. Like, your cabin is your boundary. And you have to be invited to um, into the cabin. If, like, if the door's if, closed, it's off limits. It has to be consensual, right? Right. So he goes away. And Laura, who is part of the, um, she was like a stewardess. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. She had some interesting comments to say. Mm-hmm. She pretty much felt bad for Luke. And she she's like, I would have accepted him coming naked into my bed. She said she would have welcomed it. She would have welcomed it. And that the reason Luke went to Margot was because Laura didn't do like her job right. Yeah. It honestly it was just very it was inappropriate. Gross. She was making Adam feel very uncomfortable. She was like, the all same over night. The same night. Yeah. I was like, girl, she, like, he doesn't want you. Like, get, I don't think, honey, you're not this like drop dead gorgeous woman that's like throwing. You can't throw yourself on people like that. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Even if you are a drop-dead gorgeous woman, like, if someone says, no, I'm not interested. No, yeah. Do not touch me. No. And get out of my face. Yeah, she was just, like, over the top, like, disgusting. Aisha went to Captain about it. He she pulled, he pulled her in, fires her. Yeah. I was like... Claps and snaps for sexy Captain Jason That's and the, Asia. They like they handled it really well. So well. That was a perfect recap. That's yeah. literally how it happened. Mm-hmm. And it made sure that, to tell everyone like this is not like it's there is no no. There's no gray area in no. this type of matter. Um I cried my eyes out so when he I. went in her room naked because yeah. it's such a violation mm-hmm. and like uh, it still makes my palms all sweaty yeah. because it's so like if you're passed out and your door's closed, you can't go in there. No. And like imagine in a world where cameras weren't there, mm-hmm. producers weren't there, which is exactly how these types of things happen. Yeah. Like what made me cry like hysterically is the fact that like Margot said maybe I gave him this impression that he could do that. She blamed herself. And it's like every woman does that. And men too, you know, like they think, oh my gosh, maybe, you know, because mm-hmm. men also get under those circumstances, yeah. but it's majority the other way around, you mm-hmm. know, like men think they can do this with women or, or if a, if a girl is just like nice to them, like you start questioning that. And I feel like that was, it, it crushed me to think like, she literally started thinking like, well, what could I, what could have I done different? And then she calls her mom and is like sobbing. Yeah. And I'm just like, I just want to hug her. Yeah, that was honestly, that also made me cry because I was just like, how is she blaming herself <laughs> right now? Like, well, it, but it's, I, yeah. when you're putting in situations like, 
you never want to put blame on some it's a weird mental game that it really messes with you yeah I've talked about this in therapy of like is it that we blame ourselves because then we can control it and fix it and you know because if it's it's somebody else's blame you're never gonna hear I'm sorry you're never gonna hear there won't be closure there won't be closure but if like I take responsibility of it then at least I can say okay I'll never do that again or I'll learn from this this way you get some sort of closure from yourself. Um, but when you're blaming the wrong person. It's wrong. Yourself. It's absolutely wrong. It's like, you'll drive yourself crazy. Yeah. I mean, you're the issue all the time. For sure. Yeah. Yeah. I, I just felt so bad for her. Sad. And in between that, I was like, that captain is so freaking hot. The way he handled oh. everything. The way he was like. No, like, there was nothing, anything Luke or Laura could have said to stay on that boat. Like, he was like, nope, this is it. The way he went back at Laura with facts and was like, uh, no, this isn't up for discussion. Get off the boat. Like, I was, was like, so these are the type of men we need where they're yeah. like, we're going to back up, a, you know, whatever, whoever was felt this way, we're going to back them up Mm -hmm. with obvious evidence, right? And there was lots of it. Mm -hmm. And you can move forward that way. It, that's, if every It's plain and simple, right? If every boss was like that in the workplace, Mm -hmm. we wouldn't have these Me Too Too movements. We wouldn't have these situations where this is tolerated. And women would, women and men, again, would feel comfortable and safe. And safe, yeah. yeah. And, like, you spend at least eight hours a day at work. Mm-hmm. You should be safe for eight or more hours. thousand percent. Like, it's absurd. And and the other thing is, which we'll talk about it with Bethany and, and Rachel, but it's, like, that should also be put in all of the Bravo shows because I feel like a lot of the times there are drinks involved. There, there are a lot of hazy moments where you're just, like, I don't know what I did or this could be good for TV and, like, it, it it gets you towards that line of there's no coming back from that. Yeah. I think that's, I, that's the fine line, though, with reality TV. And and Below Deck is one of those. Yeah. Because a lot of what it's about is these kids, young people, mm-hmm. um, going, right, on, like, out once they do get to celebrate yeah. and having fun and doing all these things and then coming back and – uh, partying it up, getting yeah. in the in jacuzzi. Like, there like has been drunk. other situations where they're that drunk. No, it's plenty. Yeah. Plenty of time. So, well, that's my two cents. No, yeah. <laughs> that, I, I agree with everything you yeah. said. It's just, it was nice. It was sad to see, but it was also nice to see that it was so refreshing. They stepped up and they handled it professionally. In the way that was respectable. Yeah. And people viewing it felt at ease because it was handled properly. Yeah. You know? And it sets a, you know, a precedence for other... To feel safe. Yeah. Now they feel safe. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. To feel safe. And, you know, like, also, I feel like it also makes it to where um, they understand that it also won't be tolerated. Mm-hmm. And that's huge. Exactly. I hope everyone, I know it was like talked about probably throughout the whole Bravo universe. So everyone saw that and they know yeah. not to behave 
Something that's funny though is that (laughs) after this happens, the charter they get is like porn stars. Oh my god. (laughs) It's like the worst segue into it. It was a little cringy for me to watch. Very cringy, funny. But I like them. Yeah. Um, Joelle, did you watch a season of Joelle before? I did. Okay. And he's like a changed man so I, far. We hope so, right? Yeah, we definitely. don't know. Uh, <laughs> obviously, people still have feelings about him, but he's back. And they got a new girl, Jamie. Jamie. Drop dead gorgeous. Yeah, gorgeous, right? Absolutely um, stunning. Really came in firing, guns blazing. <laughs> Kiss Colbert! Kiss fucking Colbert! <laughs> like, what? I like... The only person on that boat that's so hot is Captain Jason, love him, marry me, um, and Adam. Mm-hmm. I don't think Culver's good looking. He was not. He. I said how he was. Say, had, I know you did. And we're <laughs> working on your um, eyes. But how? <laughs> just kidding. Well, I don't think he's like ugly, but he has a great personality. He yes, he has a very out there personality. But he's also the chef's man. Okay, but... He's chef's man. So I binge-watched it, and I didn't see where this happened. I felt like it was still in the flirtations vibe. Yeah, but still. Yeah. It's ter- hey, if I look at a guy and, like, he's cute, he's mine. Okay? That's true, yeah. Like, should they already kissed. Like, they're extremely flirtatious. They have, like, that good banter. Yeah. I loved when Culver was upset because Jao was in, um... Uh, the kitchen, and he goes, I don't know, how do you even say your name? Ow. Ow. He's like just so upset. See, when jealousy gets involved. No, I, I don't think he should have kissed Jamie, but. She definitely went in for it, but he was like, and there's a little bit of hesitation on his end, but then he's like full force, let's go. Yeah. That made me so sad for the chef because she's so sweet. I and know. Just like, and she's like, I'm out of here. Yeah. She's like, fuck that. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> at that point, there's no going back. Yeah, there is no going back, which kind of is a great segue to TLC's oh my God. 90 Day Fiance Last Resort. Guys, this. So I didn't Talking realize this was kissing. coming out, and. I'm like sweating. Tracy was. <laughs> wow, I'm flustered over there. The things that came up on the show, I'm like, ew. So let's. So if you watch 90 Day Fiance, it's um, five couples from different seasons that are on it. So yeah. it's Kehlani and Oswello, Angela and Michael, Yara and Jovi, Molly and Kelly, and Big Ed and Liz. So How those are, are the they five. Still together? They're just okay. We'll talk about this. <laughs> um, I'm just ready. Yeah. So these are the five couples. They're all at a resort, like a couples retreat. That provides like therapy and it's pretty much a last resort to see if they're gonna stay married, right? Yeah. Cause they're gonna they're gonna do like like you said, exercises and therapy sessions mm-hmm. and uh, psychology evaluations. Yeah. Like they're gonna do a lot of the work and two weeks, I don't know if that's enough for these couples. I mean pretty two years. Definitely not for Ed and Liz and Kalani and Nasuelo. They are they have been ticking time bombs since they met. The first day they met. <laughs> yeah. The toxicity in these people. Which couple do you want to start with first? Let's go with that. Okay, let's start with Big Ed and Liz. Okay. Because Ed drives me nuts. 
And Liz drives me nuts that she's still there. Yeah. The amount of times that he's been total asshole and disrespectful and asked for this stupid ass ring back. Like, she needs to be like, I'm out of here. Okay, I'm not trying to be judgmental about someone's looks, but who the fuck does he think he is? I, I'm just like, what? Like, honey. Like and he's so condescending to her. He's horrible. Yeah, I'm not saying she's an angel. Like, No, she also has issues. Yeah, she has issues, but the way he, like, speaks to her, no. And, like treats her every reunion essentially it's mm-hmm. so bad it's every yeah. reunion they break up um they break up the ring gets thrown and okay, their names i don't know if you got these vibes but from the first episode because there's only one episode out yep. uh they were both like this couple like judge judy couple they're just like looking at everyone else being like oh my god i can't believe they did this or said that and i'm like yeah the people world can't believe really, they said that to you. People really need to look at themselves in the mirror and really think about what they're saying, what they're doing. And, like, if am I doing the same thing? Should I be talking about this? I know. But they're not. And they're being dumb. And I hate them. I know. I don't hate them. I, I strongly dislike them. They just annoy me. They really do. Um, okay, so Jovi and Yara, there there hasn't been much going on with them, so we can... No. Um, the reason they're there, though, is because Jovi wants a second kid. Yara wants a apar- second apartment in Europe. Yeah, so that's going to be their type of struggle thing throughout the season. Michael and Angela, they should have divorced a lot. They should have never even gotten married. He can't go to the U.S., and she's not moving yeah. to Africa, I think is where he's at. Nigeria. Yeah, so yeah. it's like... What? It's like Mission Impossible. And it's like when he's not around her, he is like on a strict regimen rules. Like no Instagram. It's just crazy. No doing this. I don't hang out with these friends. I'm like this poor man. I know. Of course he has to lie to you because he can't do anything but sit in his fucking house. <laughs> she's crazy. She's crazy. Um, And I hate saying that about people, but yeah, she is crazy. No, we got to speak of what it is. Um, Molly and Kelly. They just look, sound like they hate each other. Yeah, I don't know when or how they got there. <laughs> I guess we'll find that one out. Yeah, we'll find that one out because uh, when they do like these like um watch back pillow talk pillow talk thing, um, I don't know. I felt like they were good and good page and they had good banter and good discussion they agreed on everything that for them for me for me to see them show up to this place and not even together i was like when did that stop where did this go wrong it sounded like when he moved to georgia yeah apparently sitting on his bootay he just i don't know why but i find him to be like so adorable is it because he has a gap in his teeth is that what it is it might be it's almost like a british accent but gap in the teeth you're just like whatever um they can get away with murder sure yeah gap <laughs> equals british accent sweet and cuddly i don't know we'll go with that we'll go and with he that. always looks like he really wants to make it work with her and he's sad <laughs> and i don't know i don't know i feel for him i don't know why i feel for him um That's but la- okay we gotta get into kehlani and Estello. yeah i think we really this episode really highlighted or focused on them a lot I'm going to start with Asuelo's disgusting. Yep. I agree. 
when she was like, he showed me his tongue and it was like white. Oh, it should be, is that how it started? Was it before? Okay, yeah, because he was at his dad's, right? Visiting he was in his dad. Samoa, yeah. visiting his family. Um, Kilani talks about how like, you know, they're FaceTiming because he went by himself and he like sticks his tongue out for some reason. And then she's like, what is that like white fungus on your tongue? And he was like, I don't know. And she was like, okay, you can only get like, that's a yeast infection. Oh God, it's so up. nasty. It's like, you can only get that kissing someone. No, it was like going down on somebody. Yeah. So <laughs> this is an explicit podcast. <laughs> so then he's like, okay, fesses up to infidelity. Uh, and has like a Clinton moment where he's like, oral sex is not sex. Yeah. And then I did not have sexual relations <laughs> with that woman. And then gives her a hall pass. Mm-hmm. And the crazy thing is he did it because he knows he was guilty. Mm-hmm. And thinks of course his wife is not going to do that, right? Yeah. His wife's not going to take this hall pass and run. Oh, she took it. And oh, she, she never oh. told him and how she, fast she ran. Yeah, she ran pretty And fast. for how long she ran. And she's still kind of running. <laughs> and she's still in the race. Oh. <laughs> well, God, that was his first time hearing it. First time hearing it and his mistake. But the thing is, you gave her the hall pass. You fucking can't get mad. I don't believe in hall passes. No. I think that's just that just crumbles. I don't believe in very cheating quickly, very fast. Or hall passes. No, yeah, obviously no cheating. But like, yeah. if someone cheats, like, oh, like if we stay together, you can have a hall pass. No, I'm not staying. Per, plain and simple, we're not. St- I'm not. I can't put myself in that situation and live with that. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Just because I know how I'd probably behave. So. Yeah, and then he got mad. And then he got mad that she followed through on her hall pass. I know. What a... This whole but, thing is sick. His hall pass, to his defense, was that she could kiss someone. Right. Yeah. Right. And then she said it... She confessed to him in front of everybody, in front of the therapist, mm-hmm. that she did kiss someone. Yep. But then that led into sex. Was it sex or just both? Oh, it was. So it was like kissing, then led to oral, and then it led to sexual oh, intercourse. The last part. Yeah. And the thing is, she's got. She was saying she got to know this guy. Yeah. So it's like emotional now. Yeah. It's not just physical. And Asuela was saying, "Did you finish it? Did you finish it? I did it? finish okay. it. Asuela ends up saying, like, Cringy well, you're thing. still even texting him. Yeah. Like, and, and then she, he asked. Sorry, go ahead. No, go for it. And then he asked if he was better than him in bed. And she's like, well, usually men want to, like, both people should be pleased, right? Mm-hmm. And he's like, well, don't I do that? And she's like, no. no. Boom. Yeah. And I was Night like, drop. she had to give it to him. Tell yeah. him how it is. Because I feel like she's always held back. She's defended him against her family. She's held back. She's put up with him, like, promising things and not going through with them, you know. And so I think she's finally, like, had enough. You can't. 
the mask is always going to come off in some way of somebody. Yeah. And you can only protect them for as much as you can until the mask slips and then it goes, it's gone. And everyone sees it for what it is. It's true. Yeah. That's very true. But I was just shocked with those two because I didn't think it would start that hard and that fast and like that dramatic. I thought they were already divorced. <laughs> that was my, I was like, wait a second, they're on it. I thought they, because the last season that I watched with them, she had said she was talking to a divorce lawyer. Yeah. So I was confused. <laughs> like, you're not even supposed to be together. Like, why are you in here? You're already broken up. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe for the kids? I think I, I don't agree with that. I don't agree to stay in a relationship, a toxic relationship just for children, because what happens is that children will see this toxicity play out in their childhood, their teenage days, their adulthood, Mm -hmm. and they're going to see how miserable both their parents were. Right. And screaming, the fighting, whatever it is. And that's going to put them in therapy, first and foremost, if they do it, but it can screw up a lot of things in their, their mind. Yeah. And, and how they see things. No, definitely. So when people say that, it honestly, like, it p- pisses me off. I'm like, yeah. that's not a right way to see something. Mm-hmm. So I feel like, especially in this generation, like, our parents and, like, Pat, like yeah, they stayed in it for the kids most of the time, right? Yeah. Um, But now... Like I said, it's more, it's talked about more. Like we have more tools and resources that it's not, it's not shameful to go through a divorce or do what's best for both individuals. Mm -hmm. Because you still are two different individuals. Yeah. You know, you should really like, you should make yourself a priority. Obviously your family and all that good stuff, but like sometimes it just doesn't work that way. And that's okay. Yeah. So I think. For their kids' sake, they should not be together because this has been an ongoing thing since they got had the first child. I know. It's sad. It is sad. I definitely agree with that. And she can she can do so much better. So much better. So I guess we'll see how this obviously it's just one episode. Mm-hmm. We'll see how the rest of the season plays. I'm very curious, to say the least. No, definitely. Yeah. Well, um, that's our recap. Yeah. And now it's yeah. time. For the finale. Shocker of the week. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I mean, literally another shocker this week. Bethany did an interview with none other. Rachel Raquel Levis. Yeah. Where in the fuck was this decided? (laughs) And why wasn't I warned? I needed a warning. Yeah. Like, what? I know. I mean. Two parts, too. Two part. One that was unnecessary. It um filled with ads, may I add? Ad central. Yeah. But let's get started. Yeah. Okay, um, so part one. That's really the meatiest part of it. Um, But, yeah, Rachel talks to Bethany gives her side of the story, mm-hmm. which she kind of doubled down on, you know, it wasn't me, like, that's not my personality, I was in a weird time. 
don't kill me. <laughs> but I do agree with like watching it back where there's a lot of times where she, and I said this before, she gets egged on by the cast of like, yeah, stand up for yourself and find yourself and all this. Now, 1 million percent, she did it in the worst way possible. Worst way possible. Mm -hmm. But I do believe that she was like, how she was saying on the podcast of like, you get paid for this season, you know, based on your, based on how well it goes. And yeah, like the performance. Yeah. And she could have like, this could have been her season to make a breakthrough again, completely the wrong way. Not the best way. You're giving me a look like you're ready to come for me. No, 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 go ahead. But I do believe that she got wrapped up in it and she started thinking like this is the way that a lot of these cast members like exploded onto popularity and fame through cheating scandals. You know, you have Stassi and Jax, Kristen and Jax, Tom and Ariana. You have all these cheating scandals, which just created longevity for this show. Right. I still don't think it was the best way. I still don't think she did the right thing. She did it super messy. But man, (laughs) she got attacked. This is the thing. She didn't do it because of that. She didn't intentionally do that because of the show. But do you think the others did? No, I don't think anyone did it intentionally to provide extra for the show. Mm. I think it was all just selfishness throughout the seasons. Yeah. So I don't think she's like, oh, what's going to be the best way to make myself, like, stand out and get more money? Let's have an affair with Tom. I don't think she thought that way because she's not – there's nothing working up here. <laughs> if we're being honest. in the sense of, like, like – she didn't think she would get this much hate. Then you're dumb. Yeah. I, I'm sorry. Yeah. She's dumb. What do you mean you're not going to get that much hate for sleeping with your friend's boyfriend for seven months? Like, c- come on. Like, no one's that, like, I'm not trying to be, like, name-calling, but, like, come on. Yeah. Like, no one in their right mind, put it that way, no one in their right mind is going to be, like, Everyone's going to forgive me. I'll be back on the show. I'm not going to get any hate from any. No, but how, you, do you think like, okay, so like if I think about if Stassi, Jax, and Kristen. Kristen got hate for it. Mm-hmm. Stassi got hate for slapping Kristen. Right. Um, she thought she was going to have a comeback. Is that what you're kind of yeah, like saying? Yeah, like I, the way from what I heard her, what she was saying of like. She had a seven month affair though. These yeah. people kissed somebody. Jax and Kristen, they slept together. Twice. It wasn't a seven-month affair. With Tom in the other room. I know. I understand. That's not – I'm not saying, but this was also a seven-month affair. Yeah, okay. So, so that's why one... it's, like, a little – it wasn't a one-off or a two-off. Yeah. Either way, it's They're both not acceptable. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, yeah, I'm not saying it's acceptable, yeah. but I'm saying that was more physicality. This was emotional yeah. and physical, like, physically, like – intimate all that good stuff i think felt like in love and wanted to be together yeah yeah that's there was like no way she didn't think there was not gonna be hate no i feel like she knew it was gonna be hate but not the level of hate 
She's just not made for TV. She's not. I that's yeah. No. I completely agree with that. Yeah. She's not made for TV. I think she just did a horrible thing and then did not and the thing that bothers me with her is that her and Tom were going to play this out and then date the next season. Yeah. So and she would, she kept saying things of like, I had to do my job. I had to do it well. Like producers really, you know, manage that. She kind of started losing me then. Yeah. At first, I have to be completely honest. And I've said this in, you know, when we first were covering Scandal, uh-huh. where sometimes I felt for her. Yeah. Because I was just like, she is so lost and confused party of one. Like, I am just... I feel so bad for her sometimes, mm-hmm. but then turns into anger <laughs> when she yeah. says something bad. But I did feel like she was saying, like, well, it was my job. I had to do it well. Like, I'm such a people pleaser. I'm such a kind person. Like, that's when she starts losing me because she always describes herself in these ways where it's like, but you're forgetting the other part of you. There was no accountability taken in this interview, and she wanted to put blame okay, on everyone else, including Tom, which... Rightfully so. Hate. Yeah. That's the one I think is, like, the worst. The fact that he's getting all, like, he's still on the show and, like, people are hanging out. That We'll get into that when the season airs, I think. That'd be, like, definitely interesting to see. Um, I just think now it's getting... There's not as much accountability. She should have just not said anything and not done an interview because everyone... This was kind of, like... It was, it was over. Down. It was over. Yeah. Like, no one was talking about it anymore. Or not as much. Okay. So this kind of just brought it right back up. Did it make her look bad? She's going to get hateful comments again. She's going to get, like, destroyed. I'm again. like, why did you do that to yourself? I agree. I said that, too, the beginning. Yeah. And then they're talking about compensation. Like, she wasn't getting paid. Apparently, she got over $300,000. Yeah. For the last season. Yeah. But I do agree with the fact that everybody else has majorly profited. Everyone. Everyone, 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 including Kristen and Jax and Brittany. And everyone has profited. So? Except for Raquel. Well, she didn't do anything to profit from. Yeah. So that's her fault. Yeah. One million percent. They're smart business people. That's what it is. She's not. Yes. And no one was going to buy anything from her anyways. (laughs) Let's put it that way. She didn't use this to, like, profit from. Absolutely 100%. The irony of it all, though, and this is where I really just spiral, is that she's coming to – first off, I hated the fact that it started with Bethany's like, why me? Why me? Bethany, come on. Such a narcissist. She's such a narcissist. And she just loves hearing this. And and Rachel's, like, eating that shit up. Like, Bethany, you are a reckon. Or a force to be reckoned with. That made me cringe And I was like, oh, God. It's like watching her with Tom all over again. Oh, you kiss ass. Like, shut up. Um, But it's giving me, like, Tom Sandoval, Howie Mandel vibes. That's exactly what the vibe was. Bethany is like... I'm going to catch up on you real quick so I don't show up like Howie being like, I don't know who you are. I don't know why you're here. And be on your side. Because, and that's why, like, Tom probably chose Howie because he had no idea what it was. He wouldn't get any lashings from him. And then Rachel chose Bethany because Bethany right now is in this, like, hates Bravo. Hates Bravo. And I'm just going to say this. I watched Roni, you know, when Bethany was on it. 
Bethany's so upset that she's now one of the richest housewives and has never been brought back. Yeah. I think that is what it is. I really think that's what it comes down to, that she really thought she would come back. I also believe it's the fact that she has to pay Bravo royalties from Skinny Girl because it grew, it it started there, Mm -hmm. and that is what it always is. So the cast members pay these residuals to Bravo, but Bravo doesn't pay the residuals back to them for the other episodes and other shows. It's like a... But that's a thing going on right now, though, with the whole Bravo world people are upset about yeah in general and bethany's saying like hey this is an exploitation and all this stuff that is her you know verb she's at, like her word she's using mm-hmm. but holy shit the irony of it all you put fucking thousands of ads on that 20 minute interview and you're exploiting rachel and this is when sometimes i just want to shake rachel and be like you just went to treatment. Like, also, Rachel didn't get paid for this interview. According to them two. Bethany. Right. But that's out in the open. She didn't get paid for it, right? Right. She was talking shit about not getting paid enough on BPR, but you're not going to get paid for an interview. It's so it's just insane. like... It's insane. It makes me just really question humanity and like people's brains because it's it's worrisome that people are just like, like do you not think is there any common sense in this world anymore? Because come on, it just makes no sense. It's like being abused and going to a separate abuser for like and saying like it's better. Yeah, but not only saying it's better, but going to them for advice and for them to back them up. Yeah, it's true. It's- it is like. What are you doing? It's so. I do want to say this though. On the second part of the interview, Bethany said she went to her therapist and had him watch the reunion episode. Yes, and I completely agree about the whole like abuse. And I was like, yeah, it's not punishment. It was people can't handle that type of like gang up, gang up, especially someone that's not like mentally strong. She had to go to mental mental health treatment, which is which is fine. Like, that was a lot put on her. Um, some people can handle it. Some people can't. But it was a lot to put on somebody. Um, yeah, I mean, the reunion made me feel bad for her. Yeah. But then the you see the other end where Tom also got that same hate. But he was able to move forward. I yes and no. It's hard. It's really hard to say because he's not really putting things out there right now. <laughs> yes and no. Because I do agree with the fact when Bethany and... Rachel were talking about the fact that like uh Lisa Vanderpump was like guys come on Tom's still a human being like be nice you know like don't go too hard like hey that's enough but not once did they do it for Rachel yeah nobody nobody wants not even Lisa Vanderpump or yeah so like that part it's like Tom I just hate I can't stand that guy. And he's disgusting. The fact of like how he manipulated her, gaslighted her. He was her abuser. Yeah. And the fact that like she's still not saying that. I mean, I'm sure she's not, she doesn't see it yet. Yeah. But the fact that like they're still saying like, well, Lisa Vanderpump didn't, you know, understand with bethany trying to say like well do you see lisa vanderpump as like someone that should have stood up into something or andy or or producer and 
you know, Rachel was like, no, because that's not it. But, but I do remember Lisa standing up for Tom and being like, Hey guys, you're going too hard on him. Yeah. And Lala even being like, no, we're not like, shut up. We're not like, he deserves that. Yeah. But nobody did that for her. And so I, I, and, and probably Tom Sandoval coached her on it and was like, I'll be there for you. And, you know, all these things that made her feel like she could go and it would be a safe open space, but it wasn't. I I do agree with that part. Yeah. And what you're saying of like the punishment versus abuse. Right. 100 million percent agree with that too. I felt bad for her. I, I mean, I went to you that morning. I was like, what do you think? And we both had such complete opposite yeah. reactions to it. I, I think I stopped feeling bad for people in general because – People do it for them to the, they do it to themselves, but sometimes like you either learn from it and grow from it or you stay the victim mm-hmm. in a situation, right? Mm-hmm. Everyone has been a victim in a situation and she was a victim. She was. You learn from it, you grow from it, you leave it in the past. Yeah. I feel like she's still trying to, she was a victim and she was also the person that did it yeah so it was kind of like she's in that midpoint she's in that midpoint but what happened happened she took care of herself like she said she needed to but she came back and now she just wants to be the victim yeah do you know what i'm saying no one million percent even the fact that she was like and she tumbled down on sheena leaving a permanent scar oh and then saying her and ariana weren't best friends yikes she again shot herself in the foot on that. That's what was like. So you're. It's like you took everything you said, every piece of accountability you took, you took it back. And you mm-hmm. said that, saying like, "Well, we never like grabbed dinner, just me and her. Like, we never did this, yeah. you know, just me and her." But it's like you were welcomed into her home, stayed at her home, welcomed into her home. She defended you when everyone was like, hey, you should watch out for those two. Yeah. And that's a friend. I don't care if it's your best friend or a regular friend. It doesn't that matter. It's a friend. It's a friend. You don't do it to anybody. I don't let an acquaintance into my house. Yeah. I don't allow someone to sleep over yeah. if you're not my friend and exactly. I trust you. Exactly. When she said that, I was like, oh my God, you're losing me again. Well, that was in the beginning, and I, that's what really lost me. And I was like, oh, she's not going to take accountability yeah. for what she did at this point. She did not take accountability. It was well, a, she's blamed, she blamed everyone else and the show. She blamed the show for putting her in, for almost making her do this in a weird ass way. She didn't say that, but it felt that way. Hmm. Okay. I don't know. It was a waste of my time. Um, especially the second part. Yeah. Like, guys, if you listen to this, the first five 40, minutes. 40 minutes combined of this interview is probably interview, uh, ads. Oh, for sure. For sure. Yeah. And the whole thing is, like, one hour if you combine both of them. Like, why do you have a second part that's 25 minutes? Also, horrible editing. Okay, why did the ending... I thought there was still another part. That's what it made it sound like, right? (laughs) It was like she's talking and then there's music. And I was like, oh, it's going to go. I was like, part three. Unless there's a part three. (sighs) What if there's a part three? 
It doesn't make sense for there to be a part three. What, is it going to be 15 minutes this time? <laughs> Seven minutes of ads? With, yeah, 15 minutes with 10 minutes of ads. Um, I think Bethany needs to just try and... She's trying to get as much as many people to hate Bravo as much as she does. Um, well, Stassi start, reached out to her. A lot of people reached yeah. out to her, apparently. Yeah, because a think, lot of people do believe in what she's saying. And I do agree. Thing. I do agree with yeah. them unionizing and, like, you know, creating some sort of... Any artist, even if you're a um, extra on a movie or you're voiceover an extra on like another movie, you get ten cents a paycheck or something. Yeah, like, it's tiny. Even though it's tiny, but it's you get it for the life of it being shown. But yeah. these Bravo celebrities and all these people, it's like cash cows right now. They don't get any of that no. after. It's their one and. And it's like their one uh, season, right? And it's whatever, however they do, which is, it's odd. It's odd because I think of it as the Hunger Games, right? Like your performance, your performance, your alliances, yeah. uh, who you kill on it, who stands at the top um, in this reality that's not reality. Exactly. That's why it's like and, nuts. And, uh, uh, once you become the villain, it is like Mission Impossible, and and then you kind of have to go down that villain road to stay on and stay relevant. Yeah, no, it's definitely. I agree. I want. Let's see if they do anything with it. I don't think Bethany is going to be the leader in this. Um, but yeah, that was an interesting podcast. She's I'll not going to be the leader, but she's also the worst person to uh, be the face of it. Because Bravo hates her. I don't know if they hate her, but they she do. hates Bravo. <laughs> they hate her. It's a rivalry at this point. Think about it. If Bryn on Real Housewives in New York, right? Because this is literally... Did you watch Bethany on Real Housewives in New York? No. She couldn't... She could barely afford anything. She was like... Like uh, Bryn, how she is... Not saying that Bryn can't afford anything. No. I'm saying in the sense of like... She didn't have a... She didn't have a husband on the show. Like they all were like living in these nice areas and... Mm-hmm. um. Bethany's whole storyline is trying to get skinny girl up and running and she's a chef and like all these things. Right. And, um, if you think about it, Bryn sold her business, right. Became a almost billionaire Mm -hmm. off of it. You don't think they would invite her back now that she can afford a private jet is engaged with like a 13 carat ring, like all these things. Yeah. Bethany is so bitter at it. I mean, she even, she even like um tried to get a show on Bravo that she was gonna create an executive produce and they said no. And then she does this whole Something must have happened. Well, she started this podcast and a lot of it is going after real housewives. And so right. that's oh, why yeah. a lot of housewives are like upset because they're like, You're not on the show anymore. Yeah. Um and Andy was not happy about it. And that created tension between them. Once you piss off Andy, you're done, though. <laughs> you're done. But yeah, so I don't know. I I felt bad for her. And then I went back to not feeling bad when she didn't feel like she, when there was no point anymore of accountability. Yeah. And that's, I, I felt the same way throughout it. But I get what you're saying. Yeah, I get what you're I'm saying. I'm just glad too. that wait that waste of time is over with. <laughs> that podcast, oh gosh. 
It was bad. The editing was so bad. bad. So bad. The content was bad. But it was, hey, it was good content for this podcast to talk yeah, about. Definitely. That's for sure. All right. Any closing notes you have? Um, what is accent I just came up with? <laughs> Jeez. Always, always. God, you stop with that. Live your best real life. Oh, okay. <laughs> Everyone listen Take to her. Take accountability. Take Go to therapy. Go to therapy. And, and do don't your be best. an idiot. No. Common no. sense. It's not that hard. <laughs> Common sense. You'll have it in your nog. Nog. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I'm done singing. That means this podcast is over. Thank you for listening. All right. You guys have a wonderful day, night, whenever you listen to it. Best of all, ad free. And no part two. Bye. (laughs) Bye. Oh, thank you.